Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We do this every Thursday at 1 o'clock from whichever pluckers we're at. And it's our good buddy, KT Funtweets, who gets us ready for the Sunday Cowboys game with a little something called KT's Cowboys Packers Red Band Trailer Preview. If you don't know what a Red Band Trailer is, it means it's like uh, it's the version that's not free for kids. But uh, still all kids can hear this version. Uh, because we're on the radio, we have the FCC. Did that help you at all? Um, no. No, the general idea of this segment was to have a lot of audio elements from years past involved, but things happened. Um, so here's what's going on now. Like what? We're going to start off with connections, connections to this game. One reason Michael Gallup might be wanting to play in this game, maybe I'm not saying he's expediting the process. We'll see if he plays. It's still out there, but I'm not saying he wouldn't be ready to play. But a member of the Packers' uh, offensive staff, is one of Michael Gallup's mentors, Alvis Witted, over at Colorado State. That's one of his uh, role models. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very cool connection to this game. Also very interesting, Joe Looney's little brother is on the Packers practice squad. Is that really? So I kind of thought, do brothers like text stuff? Do they, is it just like moral code? You don't ask? One guy plays offense, one guy plays defense. Maybe you can learn a little bit about the other team. Does that type of thing? And I was thinking about that in conjunction with the Cowboys bringing in Josh Jones, who right. the Packers cut after training camp, to, and Josh Jones is on their practice squad. Okay. I wonder if those conversations happen. No, they don't happen. Because it, what, what is the upside there for Joe Looney to tell young brother Looney something that, t- that helps him as the practice squad guy? Well, I would look at it this way. James Looney does not have a future in the NFL. He will oh. just be a practice squad guy. So no does he... Does jo- Joe could benefit. Okay, so Joe, if he, but Joe is also not going to play. But he might. You'll see. For what reason? Lyle Collins did not practice today. Right, and he your still swing, is not in the mix. Your swing tackle this week is Connor Williams. Your backup swing tackle this week, if Lyle plays, your backup swing tackle this week is Zach Martin most likely. Right. Which would call for Joe Looney to okay. play. Right. So and still, we'll see if Travis can do good. It's still a long shot. I don't. I, don't, I think that. Brothers would look at that as uh, as selling out. Like, that's not the type of character you want to have, right? There like, you the spirit of I competition. Just think with, I don't, your, with your bros, you keep things to yourself. It's bros before hoes. Um, I don't know that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know that you would they, you would be sure. Like, give me an example of what type of information. Hey, if Dak says Kim K, it means. Uh, it's a screen on the backside. Well, that's the whole thing is uh, I guess Joe could be like, hey, what's the Packers practice squad been looking like, James? <laughs> okay. And James now we're getting gives somewhere. some intel. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe uh, – I, I just wonder, do you talk? Uh, how close are Joe and James? Joe said – mentioned uh, to us in interviews before that he'd gone to watch his brother play at California. Mm-hmm. And then James got drafted by the Packers and is now in their practice squad. But I just wonder – yeah, hey, we're playing each other this week. Are we? Do we have arrangements? Am mm. I staying at your place? I'm just fascinated by brothers being in the league, and then how that works out for not only the family, Why but you also each other. 
But in this specific scenario, where one of you is an offensive lineman and the other is a defensive lineman, uh -huh. so I just feel like you probably tell things to your siblings. I don't, I don't, I don't if you're, think you if do. If you're close with them. I don't think you do. Yeah. I think I think you just back off for the week. It, may, it probably never comes up. It doesn't come up until after. They probably just discuss how life's been going. They probably even talk football. Right. right? Hey, they, you been, yeah, you ready for that Breaking Bad movie? Right. Yeah, a lot of El Camino. You caught up on the righteous gemstones? Yeah, I think it's Stuff more like of that. that. Yep. Yeah, probably so. Packers 26th in the NFL in run defense. They're allowing 142 yards per game. Wow. Please own that. Um, here is basically what I would tell you about the Packers. Last week, after getting gashed by Dalvin Cook and uh, Phillip Lindsay two weeks in a row, they came out against the Eagles and said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to run a 3-3-5. And then, uh, so basically what would happen is two linebackers on the outside would end up not really doing much, mm -hmm. and then it was left to one linebacker to cover 15 yards in the middle of the field. And then once they got past the first level, because they don't have the size on the defensive line, the Eagles were dancing. So I don't get the vibe. I mean, I, it's hard to know, because Mike Pettin is, he's their defensive coordinator for the Packers. He's, he fancies himself as mad scientist guy. Mike Pettis? The only way they can win, no, he's the gen guy. Okay. Uh, big fan of his. Um, the thing about Mike Pettin that's that's interesting to me is I don't see them because there's a bit of fan outrage. He's getting killed by the media up there the last couple weeks. I don't see them doing that. I think they will be very aggressive. I'm not saying they're going to stack the box, but I do think Dak will have opportunities down the field to throw that they didn't have last week against the Saints. Well, I, I hope that that's I hope that's the case. And then you know, obviously, if Gallup comes back, I think there's a ripple effect there. You know, I thought it was interesting that Hellman said that Cooper was 75% for the first game and has felt better each week because yeah. I kind of thought the opposite had been the case, that maybe he was going back the other way. I don't believe anything he says, though, because I'm not that he's lying. I just think that he's so tough. He'll never once use being injured as an excuse. Yeah. That's fair. And so I don't really trust what he's saying, and not, not in a negative way at yeah. all. Um, but the thing is, time has gone on by and, and, you know, the dust has settled on the autopsy for this Saints game. The thing that concerns me most is what Travis Frederick told us, that he thought that the Saints had picked off their signals, I'm paraphrasing, uh, and, have, and had figured out when the Cowboys audibled into a run that they audibled into a run blitz. And because, you, you know, we've talked about how the safeties were deep. And so they're saying, hey, we dare you to run it. And yeah. then they had a run blitz on and they sniffed out every single run. And if that's the case, if there's some tell sign that the Cowboys have given up that now defenses are, have caught something on film and they know how to determine when the Cowboys are going to run, that's going to be one of the – I mean, that needs to be fixed. That's got to be fixed. I, I tell you what, though, for me, that doesn't bother me as much as how badly the Cowboys got beat up up front. I think that's why they got beat up. Well, it's not the only reason. I but mean, it's like I think that's the whole point of what he was saying. They knew the run was coming, and it made it a lot harder to they block them. They looked slow. They looked like they were playing slow. I saw some clips where they got mauled. Yeah, yeah they did get mauled, Just too. mauled. Now, I didn't break down every play. The Packers don't have uh, – there's one key player, and he's not a good play, a great player by any means. Is it Travis Adams, he's missed the last two weeks. He's a 325-pound guy, and he's been hurt. But he's practicing this week, and I think he's back. But my whole point of this is the Packers don't have the size or really the talent up front. Kenny Clark's a really good player. But as far as, like, the talent up front, and they usually play with three down linemen, they really don't have the talent to stop the run. Like, it's just going to be there. So they're going to have to scheme it. They're going to have to surprise you. And that's why Lyle Collins not practicing today becomes even more because you're shuffling guys around mm -hmm. and assignments are getting muddy. You know, that's, that's what I'm more concerned about because so, that's the way the Packers are going to try to and beat you defensively is just by tricking you, 
uh, bending, not breaking, hope they get a get a turnover, kind of trust their pass coverage. And don't you guys think that, I mean, I realize while Lyle Collins sits, Connor Williams out there, don't you think Connor Williams needs the practice time inside? Yes. Yes, yeah. very much so. I do. Maybe it gives us a look. I mean, it looks like Connor will start at left guard. Everyone thinks Lyle is going to play. But, again, two days of not practicing. And yeah. If Lyle wasn't going to play, it would give you a look at Suofilo at left guard. Maybe you might feel differently about things. Uh, let's uh, talk about the Packers secondary real quick. So, uh, Jair Alexander is kind of the NFC's version of Jalen Ramsey. He's not on that level yet, but he's a sassy guy. He's a dog. He wants to mix it up with you. He wants to get in your face. He's got one of the greatest gifs of all time where he forces an incompletion and then he leans back and runs around taunting the wide receiver. He's so funny. <laughs> Sounds a, like an Uncle Baby Billy type. He, he's it a does funny sound like guy. Uncle Baby Billy. Uh, and I'll, I'll put, put it bluntly, you know, my parents, huge Packer fans, he's the guy who will piss my dad off the most when he gets at least one or two personal fouls this year <laughs> for just one, one taunting penalty that just didn't need to happen at a bad time. But he's so fun, and he's a legit top five to top eight you know, cornerback in the league, you could argue. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. Okay. On the other side, Kevin King, who the Cowboys had interest in the year of the yeah. taco draft. Now, if, if, uh, if I said Kazuntite uh, because someone sneezed, you would immediately see Kevin King on the ground holding something on his body. Oh, he's soft. No. He gets hurt all the time. That sucks. Uh, and he's hurt oh. his groin and hasn't been practicing. If he doesn't play, that's huge. Because if you go Cooper Gallup, and then all of a sudden Kevin King drops out of that equation, advantage Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Now, you mentioned Uncle Baby Billy from the Righteous Gemstones. My favorite thing about his character, and even if you haven't seen the show on HBO, you can relate to this. It's kind of a Texan thing, I think, a Southern <laughs> it thing. It really is. And that is when Uncle Baby Billy talks. He, he's one of those guys. He's, come on now. He goes, now, nah, get out the get out there now. He uses the word <laughs> now a lot, yeah. which I think is, now, hold on now. Hold on now. It, it's, it's just a reset. When somebody yeah. says, hey, hold on now. Yeah, you got to go. Wait, this is right now. This is happening right now. Everybody, stop what you're doing. He's about to really. He's stopping this in its tracks and going to reverse it here to let us know really what's up. It's the equivalent of an exclamation point. Right. The show's so good. People now come on now, KT. Hey, come on now. Hold get on it. now, KT. Skin, come on now. Catch come up. Come on now. All right now. now. Catch hey, up. You got to hey watch now. Baby Billy. Hey, now. Baby Billy. Hey, now. I'm going to hey, show you a new move this week. You know, nah. it's the back step stroke. Now you can just get on out of here now. <laughs> um, let's talk about safety. Darnell Savage is a Packers safety. He was ranked number two by both uh, by Daniel Jeremiah on his all-rookie team through four weeks. The Packers traded up in the first round from 30 up to 21 to get him. Now, I had heard that the Cowboys had a fifth-round grade on him. Don't Ooh. know if that's accurate, but it's what I heard. On which player? Darnell Savage. Okay. Uh, so he is – Dane graded him as a, the safety on his all-rookie team, and Daniel Jeremiah has him as the number two rookie behind Minshew Magic uh, so far. Darnell Savage is awesome. I'm going to read this uh, quote from Mike Pettin real quick. He says, yeah. in rookie minicamp, he gave all his players a handful of, of play calls. And he said Savage got bored about two minutes after the meeting, or two minutes into the meeting. So they had to have a separate meeting and reinstall the whole defense because Darnell Savage was so far ahead of what they thought. Wow. And I, when I was watching uh, uh, Darnell Savage, he was at Maryland safety. I liked him. I had like a second-round grade on him. Liked him okay, mm -hmm. but that's the whole thing that happened with like Laquan Treadwell from your best. You can't scout how smart a guy is. I think. I think you can to an extent, uh -huh. but if the guy's like ahead of it, then I don't know because that could have been a safety. You know, maybe the Cowboys. I, I thought he could have made it to the second round when there was talk of Jonathan Abram talk and things like that. So that's an interesting player to keep an eye on. He's been really good. The secondary's been good for the Packers. Now we go to the offense side. 
Rodgers targeted Devontae Adams 15 times last week. Wow. Okay? I mean, that's his And they guy. didn't even have him in the final and two drives, right? they didn't have him in right? the final nine minutes. Okay. They started to utilize Jimmy Graham a little bit, who's yeah. huge. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is their second wide receiver. He's 6'3", I believe. Geronimo Allison is the other guy. He's like 6'5", 6'6". Broadus was on with Sean and RJ this morning, and he made a very great point. Because I, I think the Packers are in trouble if Adams doesn't play, because that's Rodgers' whoopee. But listen to Broadus, what he said with Sean and RJ this morning. Well, the other weapons, the, the Valdez Scandling and, and then uh, Allison, you know, Geronimo Allison, uh, you know, is they're very, very tall receivers. And we saw what happened against Miami when they had to deal with Devontae Parker and the ball going up. And that's where, this is where now you have a quarterback that is accurately, can accurately throw the ball down the field. He can also put the ball in spots. And if you're having to climb these tall, linear receivers all day, you know, Byron Jones is a little bit more athletic as far as going up and getting those, making those plays because of his high jumping ability. But then again, Awuzier, we've seen what happens to him sometimes when he has to play a taller guy. That ball goes to a high point, and then he has trouble fighting it off the top. And so that's something to keep an eye on. You know, I, mean, I have a feeling they're going to try and throw the ball up to these guys and see if they can make a play or two. Uh, that way. Uh, you know, KT watches that team every day. He lives that team every single day. I would trust his evaluation on that, you know, but I do feel like you have to be worried about the length of these two receivers. My evaluation was that the Packers are in trouble if Adams doesn't play, but Broadus brought up the point that these guys are tall, and I, I, I didn't even think about the, the Devontae Parker play. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about historically bigger wide receivers giving the Cowboys problems. Kavanaugh was talking about that with Cheeto after that Dolphins thought that game. was very interesting. Yeah. So, That's Chris Richard's biggest fear, dude. Yeah. That's why he hates small corners. Yeah, I can't put Jordan Lewis out there or whatever. And then Jimmy Graham was risen from the dead. I mean, he had done nothing. But last week, six catches, 61 yards. Red zone, I mean, his job is to rebound. Like, he's right. a box-out guy. I, I, couple, sometimes it seems like he tries too hard to have the one-handed catch. He needs to, yes, he does. Like he'll, he'll, just, you know, he'll have one hand just not involved even trying to catch the ball. I swear to God, he cares more about flying airplanes and landing them in water. He has he he flies those water planes. He does that right. He, that's all he cares about. I he's mean, he's like his, Romo's golf is his flying water planes. Uh, you can't get him on the you phone anymore. You just can't even talk to Jimmy Graham ever. Are we talking water planes or pontoon boats? Uh, no, pontoon boats are the big party boats. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, not like a cruise ship, but yeah. like a, you know, yeah. big no. party boat. No. Those no. are great. No. I mean, they're slow. They're not exciting if you're a kid, but if they're... you're an adult and can have alcoholic beverages, that's great. Mm-hmm. You guys interested in the Joker at all? Yes. Very interested all in the right. Joker. When, is that uh, hitting theaters? Is it out yet? I think it, it came out last night or tonight. Is the, There's a fan screening of it this Saturday. Fan screening is Saturday. Uh, I think we're all, I don't think, sign up for that now. But Oh, is it all booked up? 4 o'clock Saturday. I'm going to go watch the Joker. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to see the Joker this weekend. I've settled into a nice uh, movie-going thing with my oldest boy, mm-hmm. uh, Max. He loves going to see movies. And so I went and saw a movie that I had I didn't want to see with him. I went and saw It, too. Oh. It sucked. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like it was going to be bad. <laughs> what about the, uh, ad, have y'all seen the, the stuff for Ad Astra? I heard it was terrible. Uh, oh, okay, I, yeah, it's, yeah, I heard what's it the story? Is that, is that Brad Pitt? So yeah. the the person that said it was terrible is a huge sci-fi buff. Give me the give me the name. I'll, I'll give you the name off air because I don't want to blow up his spot. But probably he, one of those movie snobs you hang out he, with. No, he is a sci-fi buff. Like reads sci-fi novels. Sounds like a movie snob movies. you hang out with. And uh, I'm not looking for a sci-fi movie. I'm he, looking for a good space action. He said it was 
Good space action. <laughs> like Emmanuel in space? <laughs> <laughs> he said it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, dog. So it's not a Brad butter. Pitt porn? Uh, no, he said uh, he said it was trash. Did Tommy Lee Jones ruin the movie? Why? What did he say? He said, in fact, he said he had trouble even staying in the theater. It oh, was so my God. And he, really? hated, he hated the great movie Arrival, too? He loved Arrival. Okay, Arrival was good. Yeah, we had a deep conversation about that and uh, how the second Blade Runner was a perfect fit. He's a sci-fi guy, and he thought it was bad, and he was very disappointed because he wanted it to be good. All, all these movies are nothing compared to El Camino next week. I can't wait. What is El Camino? Oh, yeah, that's the Breaking yeah. Bad one. we got to watch the trailer. Yeah, when are you guys yeah. ever going to watch the trailer? going to get around to that next, I, I, Kevin. I finally saw it yesterday because Kevin put it directly in front <laughs> of my face while I was reading about the NBA. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.